Okay, welcome back to Two Nigerian Women. My name is Ibukun. Hi, welcome back to Nigerian Women. My name is Abidemi and welcome to this week's episode. Yes, and we'll, the title, as you can see, is Let's Gist. And um, at, if you've lived as long as we have, there are some stories you can tell. Stories personal or stories of people you know that unfortunately are in circumstances that you wouldn't have wanted for them. So I am going to tell you a story and it's about Emmanuel and Effia. So um, we have changed names as well as locations in some instances so that no one feels overly terrified that their stories are being shared. Um, but yeah, um, the names, are the, they're not fictional. The, the events are real but the locations and the names are changed. So Emmanuel um, is a doctor um, based in Ghana and he married Effie um, about uh, 40 years ago, about 40 years ago. And the reason he married Effie is because Effie fell pregnant and his parents insisted that they get married. It was that, it was that time um, and that's how things were done. So he married Effia, Effia gave birth, and they, to all appearances, were living happily together, and they had five children all together. Now, Effia was a certain type of woman. So when um, Emmanuel met her, she was a secretary in a government office. Emmanuel is a doctor. He obviously was at least infatuated with her, which then resulted in the pregnancy and therefore their marriage. And as a result, you know, it was, he went along with it, got married to her. But Effia still maintained certain behaviors, namely sleeping around. So Emmanuel had discovered she was being unfaithful and started to plot an escape. And in his mind, the escape was he was going to gain residency in Australia, um, establish himself as a doctor, then get his children out of Ghana and leave Effia behind. Grand plan, um, you might agree, but it had its flaws and I'll tell you why. So Emmanuel got to Australia. For any migrant, you know, immigrant, it's, it's difficult to establish yourself, especially financially. So he spent um, almost two years driving taxis whilst he got the money together, as well as whilst he studied to be fully qualified as a doctor, in Australia. And after those two years, um, he had enough money. I must give you another detail. The reason he chose Australia is because he had siblings there and he thought it would be a nice community for him to raise his children as a single father with his siblings. So he got the money together. He now informed his siblings that he was bringing his five children to Australia in order for them to support him. And they said, why not? What about their mother? And what he said was, no, he doesn't want her to come. So the siblings thought, hold on, is it because of money? We'll give you the money, but you cannot bring your 12-year-old, which, which was the age of the youngest of the five, into this country without the mother. Who in the world is going to help you, you know, take care of, um, of the children? And that was one of the significant flaws in his plan because children need taking care of. So 
he still didn't share why he was doing what he was doing, but he was railroaded, if you will, into accepting that um, uh, Effia had to come along with the children. So Effia lands with the five children and a bagload of attitude. Oh, it took you long enough to get us here because he had maintained minimal communication with Effia whilst he was in Australia. So Effia was said, said to him, this is how it's going to go. You're going to educate me as a nurse so I can support the family because I can't come here and be a secretary. And obviously the children go to school and things like that. So Emmanuel went along with that thinking, okay, let me give her another chance. What then emerged um, a couple of years down the line, once she was fully qualified as a nurse, she could care less what Emmanuel said about anything in the house. They had constant arguments in front of the children, not in front of the children. He was fed up. He had had enough. It's it's it then, um, if you will, built up to a point where one day one of his children, um, one of the girls served him his dinner literally in the midst of a dirty um, dining table that they had not bothered to clean up. He lost his temper and smacked um, the girl. Her elder sister was in the house and that elder sister called the police on him. This is a black man in a white man's country. It didn't go well. The police, you know, came in and interrogated the daughter that was smacked, she actually lied and said, actually, he didn't smack me. Everything is fine. So obviously no charges were being pressed. But Emmanuel saw that as the red flag for him to get out of Dodge. He literally packed up and left the house and then filed for divorce. Let's fast forward to 20 years later to present day. These children want nothing to do with Emmanuel. Emmanuel has unfortunately since become quite ill and goes to the hospital regularly. Hence why, whilst I know this, why I know this story and the children really are not concerned about looking after, after their father. That's the story. What do you think, Sissy? It's, it's very, very sad because I really don't know what's going on. And this is something that happened a while back. But we constantly hear stories about this in the UK, marriages that are leaving Nigeria, mm. maybe not 100% perfect, no marriage, 100% perfect. But all the cracks and everything begin to show once they set foot in this country. Mm. I, d I really don't know sometimes if it's the foundation of the marriage that might be the issue because I find myself looking, not all the time, some marriages mm. are poverty alleviation scheme. A lot of people do not get into it with the right motives. It's not because they love someone. It's just because it's the next step. Oh, I've got my career. Tick this box. Tick. My parents want me to. I want to have children in a in a marriage. Um, mm -hmm. I'm talking about from the Nigerian angle now. I can't speak for other African countries because I don't know what the story is. But I'm talking mm -hmm. as a Nigerian. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are seeing it as uh what's that thing um it has to be done anyway so it's the next mm. step it is what my parents want me to do it's a poverty alleviation scheme it mm -hmm. is a prospect gives me a status in society so many things like that and i think mm. we need to go back to the basis of why people get married first and foremost there are a lot of people that would not get married can we stop shaming people for choosing to live their lives as they please single 
Because marriage is not for everyone. Take it or leave it. It's not for everybody. There are a lot of people that are miserably married and a lot of people that are happily single and will be mm. single. They have no, they have no, they have no desire whatsoever to be with anybody or to be, like they say, shackled to anybody. And mm. we need to start respecting people's opinions when it comes to marriage, when it comes to settling down. Not everyone wants to settle down. But okay, not so everyone so- let, let me put this in, in well, mm-hmm. I know, I know, but to say, okay, so let me put it to you this way. So Emmanuel, of, of what I know of his story, his, his father and mother insisted he pick up his responsibility because he had impregnated Effia. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yes, he could have pushed back and said, no, I don't need to marry her. Bearing in mind, this is the 80s right yeah roughly the 80s mm. and um, back then that was what happened in society if we if we parallel today's society with that society it's vastly different so for Emmanuel that it's almost redundant us saying um some people don't want to be back then it was like a taboo what do you yeah. mean you, you need to take responsibility for impregnating the girl. It's your child. So mm-hmm. that that was what happened. And in this day and age, we'll call it entrapment. She got pregnant to hook him in. But he also well, was I, don't, I don't think no. I don't why can't why can't it be they both liked themselves or maybe they just thought it was a <laughs> a one-off. I have I actually have a friend that is actually going through something along those lines. And then mm-hmm. a while back, he was telling me that he needs to do a, do a DNA. The baby mm-hmm. is barely, I think maybe about five or six months. Mm-hmm. I just said, bros, 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 you need to calm down. We're not doing anything now. May, maybe mm-hmm. later. But what were you doing? He said, eh, it was just, we're just having a bit of fun. Mm-mm. <laughs> to win surprises. Nobody, do you understand? And now everything is on top of him. He's feeling it. I said, well, your poverty alleviation scheme, unfortunately, you have to deal with your the consequences of your actions. And you can't run away as far as they're concerned. Because some cultures, I don't want to throw a blanket, but some cultures believe that when someone have, has a child with somebody, they're automatically married. Married. Mm. That that child is the seal, is the ring. Yeah, or is the, the ring. It's the marriage certificates. Thank you. In her mind, in husband, and all of that. Mm. And even for him, he says when he goes to see her, they say, "Ah, bros, 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 our in law." I say, "Ah, you're on your own." But yeah, so you you have situations like that. So they're probably just having fun. It wasn't intentional because I don't want to blame it only on her. Both of them take responsibility. Just because she carried the baby doesn't mean that she, it's her fault. Both of them are responsible. Do you think that Effia did it? Is it Afia? Effia? I can't even remember. Effia did it intentionally to trap him, or it just oh she had no plans for her life. So yeah. So I think, I, I'm not going to blame on her, but I think he created yeah. a monster. Oh, she was already she was already a monster. And he mm-hmm. probably brought out the the monster in her in every in sense full. of the word. In full. Mm-hmm. So okay. So mm-hmm. let me let me say it this way. It is her future actions that show that Effia was that person. It's she she saw Emmanuel as a poverty elevation scheme because of mm-hmm. what she eventually did 
years down the line but you see you cannot no one can see into their own future or else no. they, they would be the the richest man on earth you know yeah. beyond anyone who is hard working so in that sense at the point where he was having fun with Effia, Emmanuel did not know this was going to be the result so in a way mm. I don't know that we should concentrate on necessary but people should learn from this because this is a true story because you and it's still happening it's still happening so you communicating with whoever you tie up with either physically emotionally or legally so let me say this soul ties are a real thing when you sleep with someone you are tied to them in some um, shape or fashion and we can talk about soul ties in a different episode but the point is he slept with her got her pregnant, married her, did life with her. Like I said, they had more children afterwards. And then she eventually showed her true colors. She was yes. waiting. She was patient enough to wait for the right time because he hadn't acted fast enough to address the mistake when he saw her true colors. So he thought, I am a master planner. I am going to leave her behind to punish her for what she has done to me by being unfaithful. He didn't share it with anyone. And as a result, he now has traumatized children that have lived through that marriage or whatever situationship you might want to call it. And mm. are now not relating with their father because despite what we, we could, we could um, infer, is he sure they are all his children and all that wonderful stuff? he still sees them as his children. He is now mm. an older man who does not have a family around him. Hmm. Sad, but the situation, the lay of the it, land as it is. it is. It is very sad, especially as in, is in a strange country and his siblings have their own families, grandkids and all of that. And, he doesn't have any of that and he this is someone that invested in his family mm. i don't even know what to say because the sometimes for a lot of people the the life is hard on them and there's a lot of people that deserve this and they don't get what's coming to them because mm. when you hear all this stuff about my it just makes me sad because mm. for the men it could be my my this is somebody that could be my brother, my cousin, my relative that some woman is treating anyhow. And then for the women, woman as well, for the women as well, this could be my sister, my cousin, and a man is treating anyhow. Mm. And we're hearing all the stories pouring in every blessed day. You can't even stay in one place and you're hearing, it just makes me sad. Like, I don't, I don't even know what passion, like, I, if you want to get married to somebody, just be if you don't want to get married, I mean, stay married, just be truthful. Do you understand? It's not the end of it. Go your separate ways. It doesn't have to be a bitter, drawn-out battle that your children are caught in the middle between a rock and a hard place, having to choose where their loyalty lies. It is sad. It is. Because this is somebody that's going to end up lonely. He can't even go back to Ghana. Where's he going to start from? His parents are probably late. There's no immediate around he's invested mm. everything abroad he's probably cut himself off from that aspect of ghana and what's he going to do what's he going to go back to never maybe probably never even built a house he just felt mm. like this is i'm going to retire here where is he going to start from he can't even have a family because what kind of running around can he do at this point 
Like, it, you sure, he may be in his 50s or his 60s, but it's sad. Like, mm-hmm. where, even if we're not, we're not Christians, not everybody's a Christian, where's your compassion from? Where's your kindness? I, mm. I often see this thing, people say, in everything, no matter what you do, marry a kind person. Because that kindness mm-hmm. goes a very, very, very long way. Because I do believe that if a lot of individuals are brought up to be kind or are kind, kind-hearted, a lot of the marriages that are, that that seem to be tearing themselves apart. Every mm. blessed day, one week, one court report, one week, one trouble, police, all of that. That will not be happening because there is some kind of empathy on 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 one person's mm-hmm. side. Because it's very important. And and then what what seeds are you laying down for your for your kids? What the foundation are you putting in front of them? What causes? Because also a lot of people feel that um Karma is not real. Somebody is going through anguish. I've sacrificed everything that I have. My youth. Let's even put it that way. You can't even get the youth back. Forget about so money. money let's back. let's oh, yeah. qualify karma. Karma is the is a is a very um what's the word? It's a very new agey terminology to use. Is karma it? is actually it's it is just the the age old, like as old as dirt age-old principle of what you sow you will reap no way no how there's always a consequence and whether that consequence affects you adversely is what you can work towards but if you have sowed a seed you will find a consequence along the way you mm. know let us be very plain here but to to, to the point of emmanuel's situation right now the problem is the loneliness you mentioned you mentioned um, I I doubt he's they he's been divorced from the wife for uh, decades now. I doubt that um, that is repairable in this life. Apart from obviously they should forgive each other, so they they don't hold that sin against themselves because forgiveness is you enjoying yourself as opposed to the other person. Um, person, sorry, unforgiveness, if you will, is you injuring yourself as opposed to the other person. What the issue is primarily is his children whether there is blood or not they are his children the legacy you mentioned there's none there not a good one at least there isn't a good legacy in terms of this man as father and even grandfather to their children they have a relationship with him and it could be it could be a very selfish to think who is going to take care of him as he grows older, as he struggles to be able to do basic physical things. That that's not even it. Like you said, the legacy, because not no day is promised to us. No day is promised. Any time any of us can leave. I recently went to a funeral and I cried not for the person that had died but for the people behind I was looking at the children and it was very similar this father was non-existent in their lives for a number of years because of acrimony between him and his separated wife and these children never really saw the love of a father in their adult life Mm. and I could see the pain on their faces and they're the ones who buried him despite the lack of his presence and it was just so sad because Emmanuel right now going through the things he's going through he's still alive he has the opportunity to try again to make amends 
if he's not um, feeling that, oh, they're the ones in the wrong, they're the ones who need to apologize, because these children are the ones that are going to bury you. They're the ones you will live behind. Mm. Think about things like this, people. When you go through life and you are you are upset with this person or that person beyond you know a married relationship which is or now ex-married relationship which is what we're discussing today you need to understand what you are leaving behind have you actually thought what people will say about you when you die the friends of this person some people care i don't think they really do oh they don't understand implication of course you'll be dead. So you shouldn't you shouldn't necessarily care in terms of how it affects you. But you need to understand it is a reflection of what you are doing right now. Mm. So if what you are doing right now, think about how people will speak about it when you are dead. So use it as a gauge on if you are doing the right things. Think about it that way. Of course you're dead. You don't care what they say. That you are you're gone. But the point is. If your legacy is one of shame, that's what you are actively working towards right now. Change your ways, though. Eh? It's not worth it. Why are you working on shaming yourself, your memory, and those of those and 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 those you leave behind? So you could say, well, I have no children, I have no parents, I have no siblings. But there are people who have come across your path who despise the ground you walk on. Because you have decided to choose violence as your path in life. But sometimes violence is good. Madam, not I will say 99.9999999% of the time, it isn't. Hey, 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 this one, you're going to another place now. See, now my passion is back. There's some people that need violence, so you cannot lie, lie. You cannot be talking with some like people. Said, women. But hey, hey. it's 50 hmm. we can talk about the 0.00001 at some point but let us go, come back to emmanuel as we conclude emmanuel is lonely emmanuel is ill emmanuel has no one who can come to provide companionship physical help for him at present and this is as a result of a decision made decades ago and another pivotal decision made 20 years ago and still decisions mm. being made on a day-to-day -day basis on how he relates to his children. I'm going to close out with that. Sissy, please offer your opinion and if you could please close, uh, close us out and remind people to subscribe, please. <laughs> well, I'm not... The, this conversation is a conversation that has to be ongoing because there's a lot that's going on around us. I'm sure a lot of us have heard, have seen, have witnessed marriages or relationships breaking down and the children being at the mercy of these breakdowns mm. and I, I just think that a lot of like i was saying before kindness but i just feel that a lot of people are very very selfish they don't think about the the after effects of whatever they're doing now whatever mm. we do we're sowing seeds for the future mm. what seeds are you sowing in people's lives, in your children's lives, in people around you? What impact are you making? Are you the kind of person that when that person goes out of the room, they're going to hear a sigh of relief and say, ah, oh, finally that person is gone? Or there are people that are going to be proper, proper upset that you are no more. 
these are the kind of things that we need to think about, that we need to make sure that we are living our lives. Even if you're not Christian, I always talk on the Christian angle because we are Christians. But even if you're not Christian, how are you living your life? How are you impacting people around you? Even strangers, how are you being a witness? And so for me, I just feel that these conversations have to be had. They are difficult. And I know there are a lot of people that are going through such situations now. But mm-hmm. please be kind and think about these children because a lot children didn't ask to be born. You made up your mind. You wanted to have a child and they are here now. So you have to do right by those children. And you only have one opportunity to do right by these kids. And with this, I close for today. Thank you so much for joining us in our conversation. It's been a hard one. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not as passionate because I may be upset about what I'm, I keep seeing and hearing. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily witnessing, but it's very upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, comment, and also ask us questions. If there's anything you would like us to speak on, please let us know and we will have a discussion about it. But it was lovely hanging out with you. Have an awesome week and we'll catch you on the next, next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. God bless. Thank you. Bye.